tales from the Gemini. That was Prince. And uh, wouldn't you love to love me? I love that. So I love anything that, that sounds so, it, it, it gets you up, man. It makes you feel good. You know, it's kind of gray, gray and cloudy here in Indianapolis. A little cool. And I got this kid staring at me in this vehicle right in front of the, right in front of the studio. What are you doing to kids staring at? I mean, kids can stare you down like nobody's business, you know? He goes, I mean, seriously, they, they, they don't have any, they don't, they don't know about like, hey, what, you know, what, what the hell are you looking at? You know, they, they just, they will look at you. They will stare you down like Kobe did in the fourth quarter. Like, Kobe passed me the ball. And he would just look at you and take that 40-foot jumper with three people on him. Like, Kobe, I'm open. Nah, it's all right. And he'll just shoot. That's what kids, kids will look you up. They're the worst, man. They are. I mean, kids, they have that, that cold stare. It goes, the Nazis in the 40s and then kids. About as far as cold stairs going and, and like terrifying you. Like our kid, the kid at our house, like I, I buy him gifts. Like if I get him a toy, he's happy for like five minutes and then he'll go back to being a dick to me like for the rest of the day. Like, didn't I just buy you a toy? And, and, and seriously, and, and he, he didn't understand that's how that works. Like, hey, I'm, I'm buying your affection. <laughs> and, so, and then he gets pissy and, and me and then he'll throw the toy at me or whatever. And then I don't know. That's just kids for you, man. I, I do kind of respect that, though. The fact they can look at you and stare you down. Like, I mean, like, like a wild animal does. Look, look at that kid. Look, just turn around. Just turn around right now. And look at that kid. Right in that car right there. <laughs> kids, <laughs> you think a kid gets scared if I left here and took the headphones off and went up to him like, what the hell are you looking at? You think, you think, you think that'll work? You think so? And just start like, knocking on the window. Oh, that's two kids in that car. Okay, they think they can hear me? Oh, they can hear me though, right? I mean, oh, oh, they, now I'm scared. I'm scared of a kid in a car. I'm scared what that kid might do to me. Well, yeah, well, you never know. I know white kids, they might call the cops and then I get arrested on my own show. Wouldn't it be kind of fun? That'd be kind of great. That'd be a great episode. So they call the cops and the kids came in and, yeah, I guess, kind of, I guess. Well, I, I did, say what now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the coffee being called in. Hey, it's Salesman of Gemini, man. I'm so excited about today's episode. Before I bring my guest in, I've been watching a lot of movies. You know, I've always initially wanted to call this the music, I mean, the, the movies and, and motorcycles podcast because I love, everybody knows I love motorcycles. I love bikes. I love racing. MotoGP is my favorite sport. Uh, just motorcycle racing in general. But also my passion, hey girls, my passion is, <laughs> my passion is movies. And I love movies. And I'm going to tell you guys uh, five great movies to watch on uh, Netflix or Fandango.com. Five great movies to watch. There's a movie called The Wrong Missy with David Spade. And the, the actress, Lauren Lapkus, is incredible. She's like a female Jim Carrey from... Um, from uh, hey look the cops <laughs> look remember we just talked about that and the cops come the by and they can hear me if they if they do a u-turn i'm out of here if they do a, if those kids there he is officer right in there anyway so uh the movie uh the wrong missy great movie it's funny it's silly funny it's with david spade uh nick swartzen and and lauren L lapkus steals the show man she is great she puts on she never goes for the same joke twice and, and like you know how jim carrey all the movies he's done he's never done the same kind of thing twice which is incredible when all you have is your body and your facial expressions and everything and you never go through this and you never go through the same well twice that's people don't know how incredible that is how awesome it is so lauren lapkus in the wrong missy great movie watch it if you want a good gut laugh um on amazon maybe the Maybe the most perfect movie ever, Troop Zero. It's 
I can't describe to you how this movie is almost perfect. It's with Jim Gaffigan, um, uh, Viola Davis. I'm sorry, uh, Viola Davis, Jim Gaffigan, Mike Epps, and this movie is almost the perfect movie. If you get a chance, while it's set in the 70s, it's just a good, feel-good movie. Kind of a family movie, but they have some stuff in it. You go, oh my God, watch that movie, great movie. Uh, the Invisible Guest. This is a Spanish movie, and you guys don't give me that. I'm American, man. Watch The Invisible Guest on Netflix. By the way, Troop Zero is on Amazon. Troop Zero is on Amazon. Um, yeah, I'm Amazon Prime. The Invisible Guest on, it's a Spanish movie, and I cannot begin to recommend you how great this movie is. And the great thing about foreign movies, watch it in the original language, not like the, the Japanese movies where they go, I'm a go. I will defeat you. Watch it the, in the original language, whatever. Read the subtitles, and it will make you focus on the movie. Because sometimes, if you watch a movie at home, I do, and I'm guilty of this, maybe you're a little bored. You go to the phone, you get a text or something, and you'll miss a part. With a, with a foreign movie, you got to watch. You got to read everything with the subtitles. So you're focused. You're more focused on a foreign movie. Watch The Invisible Guest. This movie is incredible. It's a Spanish movie. Watch that movie. Whatever happened to Monday? This movie, another Netflix movie. It's with Nomi uh, Rapace, Rapace? I hope I'm saying it right. She was also in uh, those, uh, the Swedish movies about the, the one that sung the hornet's nest. She was in that trilogy. This is one of the greatest actresses of our time that no one talks about. She was also in uh, Prometheus. This movie is incredible. Watch Whatever Happened to Monday. You know me, I don't give too much away in the plot. Trust me, watch this movie. It's set in the future. I think it was filmed in Romania. I think Bucharest, I think. Great movie. Watch that movie. It's so creative. And it's, William Defoe is also in the movie, so get a chance. Watch that movie. Watch, and it's another movie. It's a French movie. It's called The Wolf's Call. It's almost like uh, Red October. It's the French version of Red October. Great movie. And it's, uh, again, subtitles, but it makes you more focused. Watch that movie. Great movie. So, uh, yeah. So, those are my suggestions for movies if you guys are locked up like I am. You can't uh, go anywhere or whatever. So, in the meantime, I guess, can we bring our guest in, man? I want to, is it time, about time? Yeah, I'm going to text my guest. I'm so excited about my guest. Uh, it's coming on. Okay, we're going to bring you in now. That's cool. We're going to bring you in now. Hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me, sweetie? I can hear you. Can yeah. you hear me? <laughs> yes. Oh Where my goodness. Yes. Ladies and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, right now I'm introducing to you the bad little mama from Marion Velde, Netherlands. A three-time world champion bicycle racer, a two-time junior national world champion from the Netherlands, Annika Beerton. How you doing, Annika? Good morning. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, first of all, did you have your breakfast? I know how cranky you are when you don't have your breakfast. Did you have your breakfast? I did my workout. I had my breakfast. So I'm all good to go. Well, that's good. See, I did my I did my yoga and then I did yoga and then I got on a bike, the indoor bike, and I did sprint training on my indoor bike. And, and you know what? Honestly, I swear, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Ever since I met you, every time, and I do mean every time I get on a bike, and I mean every time I get on a bike, I think of you in some way or another. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That's oh, the, that's awesome. No, that's I hope the, in a good way. <laughs> no, the, 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 that's the that that's the effect you have on me. And this okay, and and to set things up for our viewers, by the way, this is Annika Beard, one of the, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, one of the greatest. 
people you'll ever meet. Because I remember we were, in, I was in the Netherlands, I was in Holland, at Aston Raceway, one of the greatest racetracks in the world. It, it's, it's classic. They have some of the greatest battles ever. So I'm, I'm at Alpine Stars, eating them out of house and home, which I'm known to do. And so I was eating, and everybody at my table, they go, who is that? And, and I mean, but in a good way, not like creepy, pervert, but anyway, who is that? And we knew you did some kind of sport, just the way, you know, you carried yourself. And I was like, yeah, who is that? And we started talking and there was something about you. And then I remember I was like, oh my gosh. And you said, hey, I'm going to go check out this practice uh, on top of the roof, you know, where the people gather. You want to go? And at that moment, you could have told me to do black tar heroin and I would have done it for you. I would have bent some spoons up and start lighting them. I mean, that's the effect <laughs> you had on me. And ever since then, ever <laughs> since then, I have been into you and in a bicycle. I went home after that trip to the, to the Netherlands. I went home. I literally went to a bicycle shop that the Monday, the Tuesday afterwards. And I went and I put a, a bike on railway. That's what black people do. I put a bicycle on railway, a high end bicycle, because at that time you rode for a certain company. I, I don't want to ruin it if, if you're, if you're still sponsored, if not sponsored by them. But I put a high-end bicycle from the company that you rode for at the time. They were sponsoring me. I, just because of you, I, I, I specifically looked for that bicycle, put a railway down, and ever since then, I've been bicycling. Every time I step on a bike, I think of you. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, nope. that's, it, that's amazing. But you know what? It's because, and I, here's what I really love about you, is like, you being you, you've inspired so many girls to be uh, a bicycle racer. I mean, I've, I've, I've looked at the clips and it's like kids gravitate towards you and you're like a role model for, I mean, for everybody, not just girls, but I, I love that girls look at you and you're such a strong female role model. Now, does that put pressure on you or do you, or do you embrace that or does it make you feel like, you know, I can't do this because I'm on social media and what if, you know, these girls see it and it breaks their heart? No, no, I think that's the whole thing that inspires me, you know, like, especially the last couple of years, that is something that like, I get a lot of stoked out of it, you know, like mm -hmm. meeting the younger girls and, and kids like at the races, or they come up to you and they're like, oh, I follow you on social media or like, oh, I'm such a big fan. You know, that's so, that's awesome. That's like, that, like, I have the possibility through like social media, like to inspire other, other kids and girls to ride bikes or even like meeting you, you know, like it's just natural. It's in me, you know, I have the passion of cycling or, you know, anything on wheels. And as long as I can like share that with other people and get other people stoked on it, I'm happy. You know, it's, it's such a great thing to do and th that I'm able to do it, you know, like, like you said, I'm just a country girl from the Netherlands, you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere and, you know, I, I, I got pretty far and everything and, and I love what I do and to be able to actually inspire people is, uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah. But, but, but the thing, the thing that, I, that impressed me the most when I met you, other than you being drop dead gorgeous, is the fact that you were just so, it was, it was talking to you was so effortless and, but you knew it was genuine. And that, you know, sometimes that doesn't come off with some, some people you just know, okay, they're doing it to be, I, I can't say fake, but you know, you know, it's kind of made me a little bit of an act, but with yeah. you, it's always been the same. And here's what I remember also about you is that for some reason you left and went someplace else. And when I saw you at, again at Alpine Stars, you go, hey, I went to Dobie's garage and I touched his butt and I just go, oh, that's <laughs> Do you remember that? You said you went to Dobie's garage and you touched his butt. And, I, and, and for a split second, I swear, I got it. It must I got, have been like an accident or something, like no, bumping into him. No. I'm 
so no, sorry. No, <laughs> How did that, that happen? <laughs> you meant that on purpose? Because I remember I liked you and you said, and, and for a split second, I got jealous. Like, did you touch his butt? And I remember <laughs> I was like, why didn't you touch my butt? <laughs> I and I was kind of heartbroken, but I thought it was kind of funny because you just said it kind of matter-of-factly. Yeah, touch Dobie's butt. And I was like, well, good for you. <laughs> Oh gosh! I felt like a Sometimes. scorned lover. I felt like a scorned lover. Like man, she touched his butt. I thought we were doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wasn't really planned. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that. But like I said, that that is the effect I, I I think that you have on people. And I I I could see you being an ambassador for not only the sport but just for other things. I mean, the way you live your life. And here's what I like about you also is you kind of pull back the curtain. I mean, a lot of like motorcycle racers. An athlete's period in the training, they kind of like leave it closed. Like I remember asking a lot of athletes, especially, you know, like motorcycle racers, hey, what's your training like? And they'll, they'll just go, well, I, and they never really tell you or show you. And I remember watching your video of you on a stationary bike and you had the little tube in your mouth and man, you were like, <gasps> and you were breathing hard. I was like, oh my God, you, and, and, and you don't shy away from saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not very comfortable going downhill on the Rocky, like in the Alps, you know, you were training the Alps and you can hear you on your GoPro going, oh God. Oh God. And I thought that was so revealing in that somebody like you, you're a professional and you go through it. You show your crashes. You show like, okay, uh, I'll be okay. And you get up and you get back on the bike. How do you do that? I mean, I mean, seriously, how do you like show that, like I said, behind the curtain and this is me and yeah, I'm not afraid to show that I, that I do crash and I'm not very comfortable doing this, but yet still you embrace that, you embrace that fear. Um, I think from the beginning on when like the whole social media thing started, like the thing that I keep telling to myself and I do that until this day, is like, you gotta stay, you gotta stay you, you know, you gotta be you. You can't like, I don't want to be faking it. I don't want to put stuff up that I, I don't feel comfortable with, or that is like only showing the good sides of everything, you know, like it, it's cool running races and, and, but all the work that goes in front of that is like yes. so much more, you know, like, like you said, like doing one of those VO2 max tasks. Yes. It's like, I'm dreading that the weeks before, you know, like you, I, I, I'm like, I'm not looking forward to that because I know I'll probably end up almost puking, but I have to do it in order to get better. You know, like I have to know how fit I am before the season. And I have to know if I have to work in like some areas in my conditioning or training. And then, um, yeah, with the GoPro stuff, it's like, of course I'm often like scared, you know, like where I come in, I roll into sections and I'll be like, Oh my God, like, what are they throwing me down this weekend? You know, it's like, Holy shit. <laughs> but it's like, it's something that is, that is, it is part of what I do. And that's the part I love as well. You know, I got to conquer that again. I got to, you know, get myself together and, and make sure I find the lines down the steep parts or the steep downhills or rocky sections. And, and, you know, it's, it's part of the job and you try to show people that what it actually really is, you know, it's not just only like flowing down a hill and, and that I don't have any fears. I, I have fears too, you know, so. I think that, to... that's what I think is beautiful about you, honestly, is that when uh, I remember, like I said, man, I basically have been stalking you since the day I met. <laughs> but luckily, you know, you're either in, in the Netherlands or you're in California. So it's like, you know, you won't file charges on me. But I stalked you through your videos. And when you did that, that VO2 t uh, uh, test, that's when yeah. I went wow that's what it takes to be a champion then you show your your power lifting and everything you've done i was like man and i remember watching the video like i said where you crashed and i was like whoa and it's like that 
that's what I like about you show what it takes to be a champion because you are literally a champion champion. Like I said, you don't become a three-time world champion without your bumps and bruises, and you show that. You show that the yeah. path is always rocky, and you said this before you won your first world championship, I think in, 2000, in 2011, I think, I think, mm -hmm. where you said before that, you basically sucked. You said, you know, like uh, you weren't finishing races like you wanted to, and you think, is this really for me? You had your moment of doubts, but you, uh, you, you, yeah. you basically met that challenge. And mm -hmm. I think that's what I find so inspiring about you is like you show you're just a regular person who happens to work hard. And this is what happens if you work hard. Yeah, no, definitely. And I always think like, I, I might've like lacked a little bit of, um, in some areas of my life when it comes to like, everybody has their own strength, you know? And I always had, I had a lot of skills, but, um, I would lack in power a lot of times. I always, like I say, like I have these chicken legs and <laughs> I can try to squat and squat and like try to squat as much as I can and my legs just don't grow. You know, they just kind of always stay the same. So I really had to focus on, on the aspects that would like, I would excel in and you gotta, you know, believe in that as well. And, and you gotta work for it. You know, you gotta get up every morning and get after it for sure. And then especially like you said as well, the years that um, I was leading up to that world championships title, I, I started doubting myself like crazy because yes. or I crashed or I I got second or third and it took me a long time to actually win that world championships title in elite mountain biking you know and the moment that I did win it I like so much pressure fell off of me because it was so hard for other people to imagine what was going through my mind like leading up every year to the world championships it's just that one race and a few seconds of my life that everything has to fall in into plan you know yes. and then yes. people come up to you before and they're like oh are you gonna win it this year you know how are you feeling are you sure yeah. like and you're like oh come on. like i'm trying you know i'm trying you know I, and i want to like don't i'm not slacking because like i really want to win it you know um but yeah that was that was pretty intense like i think like at some points it, it was like driving my mind crazy like i was like driving somewhere and all i could think about is like the race already you know you're brushing your teeth and i'm like i'm thinking about the race and i was like man i want to stop thinking about this race i just want to win it you know um but when i did win it you know it was awesome okay so so what did you do what was the jump mentally that that you took because you know like i what i do is Honestly, I relate everything to sports. That's what gets me mm -hmm. through life. I tell people, you got to mind fuck your way through life when you become an adult. Because when you're a kid until a certain age, everything's fun. You know, there's that freeness. And then once you become an adult, it's like, oh, God, I got these bills to pay. So for me to get through life, honestly, and for me to get through life, I pretend I'm a professional athlete. And, and, and I pretend I'm a MotoGP racer. I really do. So when I wake up, I, I, I do my stretches. And then, I, and then I get on my bicycle because of you. I get on my indoor bike. I, I warm mm -hmm. up like 10 minutes. And then I get on the road and buy my road bike and I think of you every now and then but when I when I start doing mountain biking um honestly I remember the first time I did mountain mountain biking and my my chest was screaming and I felt I didn't have any lungs and I go I oh, I, and I think I did on my video I posted I go I gotta give Annika a shout out because how does she do this so what was the what was the the mental leap you took between 2010 and 2011 to get you over the hump you go okay this is what a champion does just kept going that's all I did and I kept believing that I was actually gonna win it one day you know and mm -hmm. and I remember like even the like the day off the race I decided to uh, change my my gears on the bike so I went into like uh, I, I, I made some small changes which was like pretty risky because I was training with a certain gear 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I changed it before the race and I just felt confident, you know, I just like, this is the change I have to make. This is what I have to do. You know, like I have to be quick out of the gate and like all the little things. And you just, yeah. And I remember like snapping the gate in the final and I went breakless into the first berm and like, I hold on to the bike and I was like, Oh, I, I better not fuck it up now. You know, you better just like fuck, you know, make it happen. And I remember almost going over, I remember almost going over the bars in this middle section where there was like a rock garden. Um, but I just like, I, I hold on and, uh, yeah, managed to cross the line, you know, winning. So, um, but yeah, yeah, mentally, it's just like, I think I never gave up, you know, I knew that like, I wasn't not going to stop racing until I won that that's <laughs> championship title. So, so, so yeah. it's, it's the little things and not giving up. That's what you're saying. Because like you said, yeah. you changed gears right before and maybe that was it. You think that was like a, maybe a metaphor of, okay, let me change this. And that was, and that was a little click. Yeah, maybe, but I also, <clears throat> yeah, but I think like you cannot go like, any athlete cannot go into a race thinking that they're not going to win it, you know, because if you're already like going into a race and you'd be like, "Ah, I'm not going to win it. Or like, you know, why show up, you know, like mentally you got to tell yourself like, okay, you know, I'm going to try everything I can. I have the possibility to win. There's anything can happen, you know, like the, the, your fierce competitor can, I don't know, get a flat tire or like something can happen, you know? So you always got to prepare of like, that you're, you see yourself, you vision yourself like being on the podium, you know? I know you go through a lot of visual, visualization uh, practice. Now, here's the thing about it is, I know you worked at a record store before you turned pro. So is there any music you listen to, to, to maybe get you in a zone? Like, is there anything like maybe new age or maybe like, you know, maybe some, uh, I don't know, whatever, Zen. I do, yeah. Yeah, I have to. a few songs. Yeah, I definitely have like a few songs that I kind of put on. I definitely don't put on like Adele or something, you know, or, Jason, or Bruno Mars. <laughs> You'll start crying at the gate. You put on Adele, you start crying. <laughs> oh, Hello. I miss him. <laughs> so, so what kind of music do you listen to? What do you listen to? Because whatever, um, like, whatever, like, whatever you listen to, I'll listen to, because that's the way it works. Whatever you do, you know I'll do it. I, whatever oh, you do. Oh, man, I just have a few songs that I really like to play when, like, um, I, I, I'm getting ready for racing. One is, like, Stevie Nicks. Which one? Uh, just like a white winged dove. Oh, uh, uh, just like a white winged dove. Oh. Sing the song, sounds like she's singing. Ooh, baby, yeah. Yes, uh, what's the name? It's, uh, it's called, uh, Edge of 17. Yes. Yes, there it is. Yeah. Se- how about, can you, how, okay, what, what else, what else? Don't Stuff Me Now. Okay, okay. And what else? Yeah, um, yeah, like I said, like I have a few, a uh, few songs that I was like, like, okay, I'm like, that will get me going, that will get me fired up, or Metallica or something like that. Like definitely like more into rock and like old. I wouldn't say old school, but more like, yeah, not, not, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Metallica's Fuel. If you listen to Metallica's Fuel, oh. you will want to yeah. ride a marathon. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that what you desire. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. How can you not like, you know? <laughs> and Motley Crue, kickstart my heart. Motley Crue, kickstart my heart. Uh, Metallica's Fuel. If those two don't get you going, you're, you're a dead man. You're a dead person, and you should even get on a bicycle. If you listen to those yeah. two songs, they'll get you worried. But, but actually, sometimes I did, to get you in the mood, even doing what you do, wouldn't, wouldn't it be advantageous to maybe go against the grain, listen to something more calming? Because, you know, that storm is about to come. So maybe you need something mm-hmm. to get you like, okay, I need to slow my heart rate down. I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to do the yeah. big 
I think that all depends on kind of like how you're feeling at the moment. You know, sometimes you just feel fired up, but sometimes you kind of feel stressed and you can't control your breathing. Yeah. You know, like, but that's when I try to like think about like breathing or meditate a little bit or not play any music, you know, like yes. really focus in the moment and not try to get distracted by what like what's happening around me, you know, right. so just really being in the zone. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like depending on the race and how you're feeling, I would say, but I mean, definitely music is a big part of my life and it would always be. Okay. 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 Uh, take racing aside when you're working in uh, at the record store, when you're 20, you know, everybody else is footloose and fancy free and you're like, Oh, I should I go pro. Who was it you listened to back in your day? I mean, just for fun being just Annika, not the bicycle racers, Annika, the Annika and having a good time, just a fun loving country girl. Who was your favorite artist back then? Oh my God. I played so many different, like, music um i would say i would listen a lot to kate bush okay okay Sade. and there was always like this back in the day we would put like a dvd on there was like this unplugged version of stained uh okay. that's like the rock band but they had this unplugged and i always put it on with fred durst that song uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm on you, outside, on uh yeah. outside i'm on the outside i'm looking in yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yes. I know, but then I also like I also would love to put on like a Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra or something. Really? Yeah. So like I can't like I the only thing I'm not really into is country music. And now since I moved to the US, people are like trying to get me. I'm like, I just I don't know. I just can't really do it. So But you're a country girl. You're, you're, you're... I know, but the, there's a difference be, between like for example, like European slogger music and country music. <laughs> it's not really the same, you know? So. <laughs> I think that's incredible that you grew up in the country, you're a country girl, and don't like country music. I'm telling you, country music, and I'm and take it from me, trust me, I don't like a country fan, but I am. But listen to old country. That's the best. Listen to... Oh, I do. Yeah, I mean, there is some old country, I would say, that I, I definitely um, I do I like. What's um, Nelson? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, which yes. is pretty awesome. Like that stuff, I definitely, I definitely like. I'm um, on the road again. Understand? Exactly, yeah, on the road again. Yeah. So I guess I can't really pin it down on that. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. Here's your homework assignment. You listen to Waylon Jennings. Okay. Waylon okay. Jennings. Johnny Paycheck has a song called. Um, uh, uh, I forget the name. I can't think of it now. But listen to Johnny Paycheck. Listen to Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash. And after that. Oh, Johnny Cash, yeah. I mean, and, love and, the, and then report back. And, and yeah. Hank Williams Jr. Hank Williams Jr. Okay. 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 I will look it up and I'll play it. Okay. Well, okay. Now, now who, who, what kind of music do you like now? Because I know you're a different person now. What do you like yeah, now? Yeah. Um, like, like, what do you like? Uh, like your, first, your go-to. Like, if you had to, boom, this is the music you listen to. Um... Dang, you put me on a spot here. That's what I do, girl. That's what I do. I know. I just, the thing is, there's so much out there nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even know, like, I put stuff in the playlist that I hear that are more like kind of, ah, oh, I have no idea how to answer this one. There's like, <laughs> there's like so much stuff out there. But um, let me think, I would definitely... I just listen to a lot of like 80s still. 80s I is such Pearl good Jam. music. Yes. The new, new album of Pearl Jam. Like I actually had tickets to go to Pearl Jam, but unfortunately that got postponed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I like their new album. Um, 
God, I don't even know. I like the um, Florence and the Machine, for example. Yes, I love oh, Florence God. and the Machine. I, I heard them in a bar here and I was like, who is this? I mean, I love music. I mean, I love all, and it's funny because whenever I travel internationally, it's weird. Like whenever I go overseas, I always, I try to get the local station. And when I hear that one song, I'll download it. So when I'm here, I just do it, it takes me back there mentally. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. why I love them. And I remember hearing a song, and I think it was Florence and the Machine. I heard them over there, and I was like, uh, it was a, uh, uh, no, it was, it was Roots by his, I think it's Karen Merchant. He goes, I got no roots. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that in Austria, and I always think of Austria when I hear that song. I always and think that's the great, that's the great thing about music, because we always put, like, it, it's a, a memory to it. You know, it's it's, it's a soundtrack. Part. Yeah, it's a yeah. soundtrack to your life. You know, that's what yeah, it is. It is. That's why I always, if you notice, it, I don't know, I don't really go to clubs, but they always put on either 80s or 90s music because that's the music. I can't say it's the best music, but people can really relate to that music. It hits you in the heart. Like in it, the 2000s were great, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing that really sticks there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 80s and 90s, who doesn't like the Backstreet Boys? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't get into that? Everybody like the Backstreet Boys. I'm Everybody like. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson. Wanna be a star and uh, of Michael. I actually went to see Michael Jackson. How old were you? How old were you? Uh, I was uh, 16. Oh my, did, did you freak out? Oh my God, I was the one of the little girls that was <laughs> I wish I could have been there to see that. that been it was beautiful. cool though, because like I was such a big fan and I remember my first CD um, mm -hmm. that I got, I got for my birthday was like history. And mm -hmm. uh, I was like so stoked that that was my birthday present. You know, I got a CD yes. and it was the best gift ever. Um, yeah, and I, I went like in the middle of the night, I went to like the ticket office, you know, we had to sleep outside to get tickets and I got a ticket because everybody wanted a ticket. And it wasn't like you have to go online, you actually had to go to the ticket yeah. office and sleep outside and waited in line to actually get a ticket. Wow. Um, so yeah, old that was school. pretty cool. You went yeah, old school. But you're a country girl, so that was nothing. I mean, was I was all the way in the back. I mean, he looked like this big, but I can, I, I can say I, I got to see my it doesn't so. matter. You were there. You were exactly. okay. So, who's the best in your opinion, Michael Jackson or Prince? If you had to pick, Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh man, I can't pick. Yeah, you can. You have to. You oh, have to. Okay, I'll go Michael Jackson. Oh, but Prince, really? Well, just because of the whole packet, <laughs> the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put your hands there too. The whole package. <laughs> do, do, do you know more about Michael Jackson than we think you do? <laughs> no, because I think his. His music videos, his dancing, his uh, all of that, you know, and and I I think I do like Prince. I I do have a lot of vinyl as well, and I have a lot of Prince on there. Like mm -hmm. I love it. Um, I would just say like I played it more when I was younger. Yeah, I would yeah. say Michael Jackson was definitely the person that I would like. You watch okay. over and over all the music videos that were like 15 minutes long, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of that, you know, I know you turned pro at 20, whatever. You had that, that decision to go, uh, do I stay at the record store? Or do I go pro? And you went pro yeah. and the rest is history as far as that goes. But during that time, like, and I've never heard this. I try to do my homework on you and, and watch everything possible on you. But if some, one thing you never reveal is like, you know, and you don't have to if you don't want to, but has there ever been like, like uh, relationships, you know, like how did that work? Because like I said, I mean, you see you and you're like, oh my gosh, this girl here. But you also, what's great about you, and you said this, you bet you have structure and goals in your life and you want to achieve them. And you've basically done that. But 
And if you watch The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, there's a price to be paid when you're a champion. And sometimes, you know, you had to sacrifice. Is it a love life you sacrifice? Or have you met people? You're like, oh, I really like this person, but this is what I do. And if they can't get with that, then, hey, it was nice to meet you. I mean, how does that work when meeting someone? Because I know in your line of work and looking the way you do and doing and having that great personality that you have on top of that and just being genuine, I'm sure you've had to meet some people that were like into you, but racing got in the way or whatever. Has, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, but um, it's kind of funny because that – it shows how strong the power of social media is. Mm -hmm. And I keep that part very private. Yes, um, you do. I, I know yeah. nothing about you that way. I know nothing I know. about you that way. You know? Kind of funny. Yeah. I always, I always, um, I always kept it that way and I'll try to keep it that way. But no, I was in a long, <laughs> I was in a long relationship when about like from 24 till 30 till I was 32. Um, yeah. I lived together with my boyfriend uh, back in the day. And yeah, I had a great relationship with him. He was a coach and everything worked out great. Um, only like the last couple of years of our relationship, we, we kind of went our both, both our own ways, our own direction. We were very busy um, with living our own lives and traveling. And um, yeah, the spark wasn't there anymore. So we decided to go our own way. And I, I went to the U.S. and he's still in the Netherlands. Um, we still talk. We, we still, we're still friends. Um, we just, you know, it just didn't work out anymore when it came down to the relationship. Um, but yeah, I always, I always keep it kind of private and it is definitely, um, a thing that is of course a big part of your life. You know, you yes. want to have, find the, the right person, you know, the, the guy on that, on the, on the white horse that comes along <laughs> or on the, on the dirt bike or on the bike. Yeah. Do you still think that way? I mean, I mean, and I never say older, but I say, uh, career wise, you know, you're more mature now. And I think yeah. you've mentioned that, you know, you got the new, the, the new guns coming in trying to take you off. And yeah. sometimes, and sometimes even that is a, a, you know, a challenge for you, but it also inspires you, you know, to become better and show them, you know, Hey, these young guns, I'm still here. But in yeah. that, is there a part of you that kind of like, like says, you know what, maybe it's time to have maybe more fun where instead of training, you go, well, maybe, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to go on a date here or, or maybe meet somebody and do this and maybe, maybe uh, uh, shorten a career up and, and do this instead of always traveling and racing and bringing the bike. Yeah, I kind of let everything go by its own path, like, you know, yeah. let things happen the way they are. Um, I'm not really, I'm not on dating apps or whatever, to, you know, <laughs> swiping. I feel like I'm already so busy and I, I'm pretty happy in, in the moment I am right now. Like, right. I feel everything is, there's, there's no stress, there's no fighting, there's, you know, nothing that I feel like is, 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 is not like... I don't feel, oh, how do I word that right? Like, I, I feel like I'm okay where I'm at in life right now, you know? Right. And right. I, like, some people might say like, oh, you're already 37, you know, shouldn't you be thinking about your future? Right. Well, I kind of look at it differently. I'm more like, I'm only 37. If I meet the guy of my dreams, I still have to like spend the rest of my life with him. And that's a lot of meals. That's a lot of sleepovers. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's a lot of time I still have to spend with that person. <laughs> you so know, I go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, I just don't feel rushed in that way. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. You know, they make that yes. mistake of feeling lonely and rushing into something that they're not 100% behind. And 
you know, I think I'm a little bit in a different situation too, because of what I do, you know, like right. it's, it's, it must be intimidating for a lot of guys when they meet me and they look at my social media and they're like, Oh my God, like, look at this girl. She's like, you not know, me. she's not me, not me. I'm not intimidated at all. Not, not everybody, all. but in general. <laughs> I know. So, you know and, and I'm the same way because I'm like, well, you know, if I find a guy, I would love to have him go ride with me and go camp yes. and ride dirt bikes, you know? Yes. So it's kind of like you have to find the right person. And I, I just think like, yeah, I, I don't feel like he should rush it. Well, I always feel that, and everybody's different, don't get me wrong, but I always feel that the more, like you said, structure and have goals, especially for a woman, I think, where is like, hey, I want to do this and before, before, you know, because your, your career in this is kind of limited. I mean, I mean, it's going to last a certain amount. You can, you can prolong it, but eventually it's going to end. So I think when a woman has structured goals, and I think women in sports can attest to this more, at least I can relate to, like, okay, this, this is what my life is. I'm, like you said, I'm, I went to bed at nine o'clock so I can wake up early and do this and that. And when you're structured like that is you have goals, you're not, and I hate to say subservient, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but most women, and I just, I'm doing it out there. I, I might get in trouble. I don't care. And I don't mean it to sound the way it, it, it sounds, but most women, and I think in, I'm just going by the United States is, you know, find a guy, find a man, find a man and settle down. And I don't really think they, I don't really think they so much look for that, that guy on the white horse is that okay I, I got a man now i got a man so i'm good yeah. and let's get married and i think relationships can be so limiting if you don't find that that person like okay that's what i want if not i, I just yeah. think that the people i thanks buddy i think that, that people don't you know they, they settle so much and you know and, and like i'm the same way i'm a little bit older than you and I'm, i feel the same way it's like some people look at me like a loser but it's like hey man you know i've been there before where i have relationships where I should have known it wasn't going to go anyplace. And then uh, two years later, I'm in the same place because I tried to make this work when I knew damn yeah. well it wasn't going to work, you know? Yeah. And I think for me, it was something that it was important to, to like make sure that I can take care of myself, you know, like um, not necessarily, it would be nice to have a partner that can help you out with certain things. Like, yes. don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, it, it's also very nice that I was able to, um, you know, build this life by myself and on my own. Yes. And what you often see as well, what happens is when people start, you know, dating or getting in a relationship, they take things away from that other person. Like, yes. I do understand that you yes. do want to hang out with each other and you want to spend time. But I keep telling myself that if I do get in a new, new relationship, it's very important that you let, let the person do his own thing and you still do your own thing. You know, yes. it's, it's not like you have to all of a sudden say like, Oh, you can't go out with your friends anymore or like go fishing or whatever you're like your friend is doing or <laughs> yes. your boyfriend. Yes. Because like, it's, you, you can, of course you want to like spend time together, but I think it's very important to still have like your own things and, and keep doing what you really love, you know? So, and, and nobody's is like now there's nobody in my life that is, um, not letting me do that. You know, if right. I want to go ride dirt bikes tomorrow, I ride dirt bikes tomorrow. If I want to go camping with other friends or, you know, do something else, I can. That's like, don't brutal. get me wrong. I would like to find that person yes. that wants to do all of that with me. Yeah. You mean like right here? Yeah, I know what you mean. But, I mean, I know, I know what you mean. I, I really do. I understand it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay. If you could, like, like we're science, if you could construct the perfect man for you, that's, that's Frankenstein. And we're going to construct the perfect man for you. Okay. They, they give you the blueprint, everything, physical, mental, uh, personality. How would he be? Go. The oh, um, you're going to Frankenstein him. 
Frankenstein. I'm gonna build him up. You're gonna build the perfect man. Weird science. I'm build the perfect man. I, oh man, that's really hard to tell. I think a lot, of, a lot will be about like what he does, his character. Um, I don't like guys that get very loud. Oh, uh, like, I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not in that way, I'm, but you know what I mean. Like, um, what else? Yeah, they have to ride, obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they have to be outdoorsy. Okay. And it would be nice if they're a little bit handy because then they can fix stuff for me in the house. Well, I'm done there. I'm done there. I'm not good. I I, I can make a phone no, call. I don't know. It was, it's very <laughs> difficult to like, uh, to, 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 yeah, I don't know. That's, that's hard. I, I just <laughs> have, I I always have these little weird things that I go like, well, if a guy can't drive like a stick shift, then I don't know. <laughs> it's like, and, then, and then you constantly, and then you little by little start losing respect for him. Like, I can't do this. Yeah, imagine if I sit in the car next to a guy that like, it was like, can't, he's driving like grandpa. And I'm like, yeah, you and I are not going to work out, you know? So I'm sorry. It's just not going <laughs> to. I think that is great. No, no kidding. It's always it's a little thing. It's a little thing. Just a little thing. I heard Danielle Ricardo was still single. So hey, if you got his phone number, maybe. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call him up and to have you go out, have him go out with you, so I can be brokenhearted. You know, hey, twice. <laughs> You're gonna do me wrong twice. How could I you? I girl out here. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, okay, so here we go. Now I'm gonna go into the fun part of of, of the interview. Let's go with the uh uh. Crunchy or smooth when it comes to peanut butter? Because I, I know you like peanut butter sandwiches. So crunchy or smooth? Smooth. Oh, see, I knew it. We're, we're meant for each other. Okay, can you say jewelry yet? Jewelry. <laughs> I saw where you couldn't say jewelry, and I thought that was hilarious. Say jewelry. Can you say jewelry? Jewelry. Jewelry. <laughs> I know. It's so difficult. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, here's, here's some, here's, I wanted your advice on this. Now, my roommate, she has a son who's five, and uh, she bought him a, uh, uh, he's got a motorcycle, a uh, little 50, and he also has a bicycle, but, and they both have training wheels, and she took the training wheels off the motorcycle once, and he fell like three times, and so then, I think he got in the middle of scared, so he put the training wheels back on, and he still rides the training wheels on his bicycle, but he's like a little scared, how would you, what would you do to encourage him to take the training wheels off in, in your position? What would you do? And what would you uh, go about that? Because we want him to take the training wheels off and we say we got him and walk, you know, run with him. But how would you encourage us to do that? I would definitely, yeah, like you kind of, like you said, like do take the training wheels off, you know, like you just have to get through that little phase of like being scared and getting com confident and build his confidence up and just make sure you're there with him, you know, pat him up, put some elbow pads on, put a helmet yeah. on, some gloves and make sure he feels safe. Yeah. And once he get that feeling, I'm sure he'll never forget, you know, that would be the moment where he's like, oh, I got this, you know, I don't need those training wheels and, okay. and hopefully he'll be flying off. But uh, I guess like we all, yeah, you, you get to that moment where it's like scary or, you know, you're like, scared of crashing, but you just got to get, get through that point. Okay. Okay. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get him to take the training was off and just go. And he's a little, I think when he crashed on the, the bike, it, it affected his confidence a little bit. So a little bit. Yeah, probably. But it happens, you know, that's, we all crash, you know, yeah. we crash up and just tell him that like, you know, I know he's very young, but you know, scars are cool. Chick stick scars. So <laughs> chick stick scars and he dig a man who can drive a stick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Now, uh, also, also, um, I know you want to be a nutritionist when this is all over, uh, right? Is this that still? One um, I I studied uh, food and nutrition, or first like I did normal nutrition, and then I did uh, sports and nutrition. Um, mm -hmm. And I I actually I got my diploma in that. Um, so yeah, it is it is something that is on my mind. I would like to do something with that, but I also really like um, to do more of the coaching and camps and clinics. So the past like two years, I've been building up more of the or I've been doing more camps and clinics and coaching and with kids. So I really like doing that as well. And I'm kind of now in the middle of, you know, making a slow transfer. I'm still racing. I, I pick like some big events every year, but next to that, I'm doing more and more um, events where I'll be, you know, attending for like uh, coaching women or coaching kids and do stuff like that, which I also really enjoy. So you're basically making a slow transition out where it's not like a, a definite, okay, I'm out. It's a slow no, transition. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I could ever do that. I, I often see races go, uh, racers go like, this is my last year. I'm going to retire after this. And that's it. Uh, I've never really I could imagine myself doing that. I just love racing too much. And I think it would be weird if I'd be like next year, I'm like, okay, this is my very last year. And then there's a race coming up and I'm like, oh, I still bet want to race. Yeah. And then I'll yeah. be showing up at that race again. So I think for me, it's something that I will always, um, kind of be involved in let me put it that way so I, I can't really say when i'm gonna stop racing you know i'm still like you said like the young the young guns are coming up they're right behind me they're ready to, to swoop me off the podium but i'm still in the mix you you're know? still I'm here still able to, you still, still here there. you still here girl. Still, still there still, you ain't going yeah. nowhere you ain't going nowhere <laughs> you know, i'm rolling up with like one of those walking walking <laughs> Like, AB, the original AB still in the house. That's what you got to tell him. The original AB still in the house. And you got to do like a football uh, uh, and do this. Like AB still he? here. That's what you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do that. Okay, so, so go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that's also like, it's, 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 it's very awesome that I'm still able to do both, you know, right. so the kids see, see that you're still racing and then hopefully you inspire them with the coaching and clinics that you're doing. So um, yeah, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Oh, you definitely do that. Like I said, you're very inspiring without, without even trying. That's the thing. Like, I didn't even just say that just to be saying. I just remember meeting you and I go, I got to get me a high-end bicycle and start, Hi, and start so putting awesome. it. I did because I, I had the, like I had an old uh, bicycle that I, uh, I had for a present, like a Christmas present, whatever. And this bike, and I swear to God, this bike, uh, the brakes were bad. So I just took the brakes off and I would forget I didn't have any brakes. And I literally forgot. So one time I was riding and I go, oh, yeah, I don't have any brakes. And I went down a hill and the light was going from green to yellow to red. And I remember going through the intersection, going, I don't have any brakes. And, and the other, then the people got their green light and I got hit. They hit me on the back of the bike and the bike went like this and I kept on going. And I go, Phew. but I would forget the bike had no brakes. Seriously, I would be, but after that, after meeting you, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my life. And I, and I start riding high-end bicycles all because of you, Annika. Awesome. So what I want to know is, when are you going to start riding motorcycles uh, race, or racing motorcycles? I see your great video. Matter of fact, my roommate raced motocross, and I showed her your video, and she goes, oh, yeah, she knows, she knows how to ride. So when are you going to start racing motorcycles? That's what I want to know. For motorcycles, like dirt bikes, you mean motocross? Yeah. Yes, yes, motocross, um, motocross. Yeah, motocross. So I just do some stuff in the off season just for mm -hmm. fun. And um, I'm nowhere near like a pro level on that. I And something like I enjoy doing, like, you know, we were just saying like, do some stuff that like, it's not racing, but 
it's still racing, but not in the way of like mountain bike racing. You know, there is no pressure of me having to do well, or um, it's just something I really enjoy doing with my friends. You know, I go out, we have a great group of people um, that we hang out with at the track and I do, I race day in the dirt in the winter and it's just like yes. all these things are just for fun, you know? Uh, so I, 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 I don't, I, that would never be like a goal of mine to become like a professional motocross racer. I'm just always, I always say like, I rock up as a pro, I look pro and then I ride off and I, I they're like, oh my God. No. Like Deion no, Sanders said, really you, when, when you look good, you'll ride good. If you look yeah, good, exactly. you'll ride good. I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy it and I enjoy like getting better at it as well. I still learn every day. I learn so much, you know, like riding dirt bikes because I, I, I didn't really grow up racing or riding dirt bikes, you know, mm -hmm. it was all about the BMX bike. Um, my dad was into motorcycles, but he sold his like motorcycle when he was really like, when I was really young. So I just remember having it in the garage and sitting on it or my dad would take me out, you know, like a lap yeah. around the house on the dirt bike. And I just loved it. And we always go to all the races, you know, all the motocross races, but also like awesome where I met you, you know, like that was my dad would go there every year. And then when I got sponsored by Alpine Stars, they were like hooking me up with these, these pit passes. And I was like, oh my God, like seriously, you know, like I got to go in the pit and like I got to show my dad everything, you know, and Get that the was so amazing. Butt. Yeah. How great is that? Yeah. <laughs> you also, that was very like, for me, it's very surreal, you know, like having, having that, you know, like having a sponsor like Alpine Stars and having them like giving me tickets to go to and the, the TT in Austin or actually like the year after I won the world champs, they surprised me with the two seater on the back of Randy Mamola's. Oh, I bet you love that. Oh my God. Like, and I was like, I was kind of like joking with Randy because he's like, Oh, we're going to do one lap. And I'm like, one lap. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, give me a couple, you know? And I remember like him taking off, popping a wheelie. Yes. And I was just like, holding on to the gas tank for dear life. Yes. And I was like, Oh my God. And then like halfway, my I had so arm yes, pump the arm so pump, bad. The arm pump. Yes. And the G forces like into the corner and out of the corner. And I was just like, I was just like, couldn't believe it. And he knows wheelie back into the finish line. And I told him like right there, I was like, man, winning world championships was pretty awesome. But I'm like, this was freaking awesome to do. Like that <laughs> yes. was like and I still like I still see Randy every now and then. And uh, yeah, he's such an amazing guy Randy's too. Randy's like, great. Randy's awesome. His whole family he, is so full of passion with what he does. Yes, you know, and like people like that are so inspiring. And yes, um, yeah. So no, that was definitely uh, crazy memories right there. I think people that have passionate lives are are more inspiring just by by living that life because you want to be around. You can tell in Rand, you can tell by talking to Rand, you can tell by talking to you that you love what you do, and that's what makes it that way. That's what makes you go, okay, I want to know their secret or what what they're into, and I want to be like that. And that's the way I've always been. You know what I mean? So who who inspires you as far as like to make you go, hmm? I know you follow like Lewis Hamilton on on social media and a couple other racers. Like who inspires you to go, okay, I'm gonna be uh, like I want to maybe try this training method or or they did that that inspired you because sometimes you know we all go through you know peaks and valleys and in, in life but that's just life but who inspires you um i think like i think randy would be a good example because mm -hmm. he still he, he he does what he loves and he shares it in a great way and in a funny way yes. um but there are, yeah there are so many people that are inspiring out there i'm trying to think real quick um even like a younger generation because i think Haley deegan is freaking badass yes you know like yes yes she is 
awesome. And I just saw um, Casey Stoner um, was uh, his little daughter. With, with that go-kart. Yeah, I, I got I that. Yes. Just like, that is so free. That is so awesome. You know, all that, that stuff is so like inspiring. Just like, because there's this new generation of badass younger girls coming up and yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be fast. You know, like for yes. me, when I was a younger girl, we didn't have social media. I didn't know that. Like I, 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 you know, had to look at magazines or just figuring out myself how to build a jump at home and, you know, no, nothing really to, to go off. And now we have the social media. So there's yes. so much more out there to, to learn from and um, yeah, to, to get in, inspiration from. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome, Annika. I, man, I, I can't begin to tell you how, I mean, I was talking to Brittany Morrow last week and I was like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, for what she went through, I said, you're a shero of mine. And I really, and I was, you know, being sincere, I mean, she was great what she went through with a motorcycle crash and she came back and now she teaches motorcycle uh, classes and, and safety classes. And I think that was great. But I thought to myself when I was interviewing her, I go, the original shero, the original person who I pinned that to was you. That was, you were the original. I remember going, man, I want to be like this girl. And I remember my the initial first shero was Annika Beerton. After I met her, I said, I want to be like her. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I, I'm, not, I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. But every time, if not for a split second, if not for a split second, every time I'm on that bike, I think of you. And I think of you on that, uh, on that machine going, <gasps> and I think of that every time I'm training. And I remember one time I had an indoor training session uh, when it's bad outside. And I remember I, you know, doing a sprint session, I really sprinted hard. And I thought I was going to pass out on the bike. And I thought, and my, my mind immediately went to you. I go, that's what, that must be what she goes through. And it, and it got me through. So I want to thank you for being an inspiration to not just girls, which I think is great. Don't get me wrong, to girl, but to everybody. And to everybody, I don't care who you are. The inspiration, I don't care, man, woman, boy, girl, black, white, whatever. Where you can find it is where you find it. And I found my inspiration through you from being a great athlete, but, I, but not so much a great athlete as you are a great person every time you follow your thing you have the greatest smile you teach people and you help the kids and it's so genuine when i saw you and i think i think it was after a wedding you were on those big wheels and i think maybe you had a little a little liquid courage and you guys were on those big wheels in a parking lot you remember that i remember that because you posted it and i laughed and i laughed and i go man that chick is so cool and i remember that but i also remember like going to la every time i flew out to the west <laughs> do you remember that do you remember that do you remember that yeah, they had the drifter, the drifter yes. wheel, the like the three wheelers, the drifters. Yes. Yeah, I, I did that on my dress and in my dress, and uh, yes. it wasn't the smartest, but I had the most fun. <laughs> no, Everybody but, was laughing, and it was a good time. And I could tell. Yeah, and that's why it was like, so genuine. Your dress, remember that? I don't. I was like, I don't. I have the most fun. You guys are just standing there. I don't really care. So I was just like. Rrr, rrr. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. And and only on that, my only beef with you is when I went to the West Coast, we always tried to hook up to to go like get something to eat. And oh. I always thought, and then now I know your schedule. Now I know you weren't just blowing me off that you were like training to be a world champion. And so I don't feel so bad now. I, I was like, you know what? Just forget it. I remember we were trying to hook it, hook up for like like a lunch or something. And yeah, like, well, tell me yeah, you're right here. You were like, well, I can't do it. And I was like, okay, whatever. I remember going, you know what, whatever. And now that I know how you, your structure in life is and how you have to, you know, you train two days, you know, two, two days and everything. And now I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe she's right. She lives a world championship lifestyle where I'm kind of like a, I'm like a black hippie. Like, yeah, man, whatever, bro. So, yeah, so I apologize to you. Now, that's the only time I've ever been mad at you. I was like, you know what? I thought she liked me like I liked her, but just forget it. And now I'm like, okay, 
I get it now. I'm sorry. I remember we tried. Are we? Tr we tried, and then we were. I don't know what. Yeah, I think I was traveling or something. Was no, happening. you were training. You were training to be the best, is what you are. And so, yeah. So I want to thank and thank you for doing this from the bottom of my heart. Cause I know you got to go train again. I woke you up early. You got your workout in. So I want to say thank you so much for being on this. And I can't wait to this broadcast because Wyatt, my producer, Wyatt, he's another one of those young guns coming up. He's 19. And I listen to everything he says. And here's, my, here's the other challenge to you. Ever since I met him, he says, take a cold shower because it helps your body. So ever since I met him, um, uh, two months ago, I've taken a cold shower every day. So from here on out, take cold shower. It helps your body. So take a cold shower. That's what I want you to do. Take a cold shower challenge. Okay. 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 Cold shower be, challenge. Cold shower. <laughs> take the cold shower because my producer Wyatt said he's 19 and I listen to him because he's going places and I'm going to be around his coattails. So Annika Beerton, thank you so much. Good luck in the rest of the year. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It has been thank my you. pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, next time you're around, we will meet up. We will link up. Hopefully, I get to see you at a race again as well. That would be awesome. I can't um, wait to go back to Austin. And I just hope we all get back to, you know, somewhat a normal life soon and can go back to racing and, yes, um, yeah, can hang out and see everybody again because I'm sure everybody's at home struggling kind of and yeah. Um, yeah, hang in there. We'll, we'll get through it. So. And we'll ride bicycles or motorcycles together, and it's going to be my pleasure. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you. Have a great day, sweetie. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you, YouTube. Big hug. Hugs and kisses. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Tales from a Gemini with my special guest, Annika Beerton. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Follow her on social media. Go to her website. Uh, go to her Twitter. It's Annika Beerton. Like I said, she's very inspirational. You'll love her videos. And uh, so thank you so much for listening, man. For Tales from Gemini, I'm BT. Thank you so much. Have a great day and be good to each other. Peace.